Hey there, welcome back to the Pad Cop Path. Hey there, welcome back to the Path Podcast. I'm Derek. And I am Jason. And this is episode 93 of the podcast. Yeah. And I'm going to be your host today because Jason did an excellent job yesterday, preached God's word to us in Revelation chapter 10. I'm going to let him help us understand a little bit about that, give us a recap on yeah. what that was. Uh, but we, we are. Back in Revelation, um, it's um, another moment of kind of pause in between um, the, the trumpets. Six trumpets have blown. Uh, it's this kind of interlude moment, uh, and we, we see the importance of God's Word in that. Yeah. And we're going to talk about God's Word today, and I'm, I'm, I love God's Word. I'm so thankful for that. But it, it mirrors a little bit mm-hmm. the um, the interlude that took place after the sixth. Uh, seal, and yep. then we had this interlude, this pause moment, and uh, and then jump back in. So, give us a little overview and kind of help us to see the importance of God's word, Jason. Sure, absolutely, yeah. So, um, you know, we were as we we're working through chapters eight and nine, uh, these trumpets start being blown, um, and each trumpet sort of brings a judgment on the earth, uh, and it's it's. It's not fun to read. It's not. It's not a whole lot of fun to preach through, just because it's very bleak at times. Yeah. Um, and thank God that um, we have an opportunity here to sort of pause and catch our breath uh, in chapter ten. Um, but it's not just a pause for the sake of pause. Um, you know, John and and God through John really gives us this um, incredible emphasis on the the importance of God's word. Um, and it's a little bit of a, of a different kind of scene just because, um, you know, we, we have like angels coming down. There's a scroll involved. John has to eat a scroll. And it's like, what in the world is happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is weird. And, and yes, it is weird at face value. But um, it, it really um, emphasizes um, three aspects of God's Word, that it is very powerful. God's Word is powerful. God's Word is sure. We can trust in it. And God's Word is our guide as we go through life. Um, and so I think, um, for me, one of the really um, re- really powerful things was that this imagery that you get right at the beginning, like just in the first few verses of this angel coming down, and um, you know he, he's, he's wrapped in a cloud, there's a rainbow over his head, his face is like the sun, his legs are like pillars of fire, and um, it's just this image of authority that, mm-hmm. that comes to us. And he um, sort of like straddles um, this, the sea, like he has a foot in the sea, a foot on the land. And he's saying, I'm, I'm, I have authority over these things right now. Uh, and then he gives a scroll to John. And, um, one of the things we, I I didn't really dig into this, uh, yesterday, but, um, I, I think one of the things that that's really kind of interesting here is that, um, the angel speaks to John, and there's like this. It says it's like a lion roaring, and that when he talks to him, that there's these thunders that happen. And then John's like, "Oh my gosh, let me, I got, let me take some notes on this." And the angel says, "No, don't. We're not writing this down." Um, and so, it's interesting to me. I think um, it, I think it makes a point for us that. God's word is our sure, powerful guide that we can trust in. But there are parts of what is to come that God's not revealing to us at this point 
and that's okay. We have to learn to be okay with that because um, I think a lot of times, and we've talked about this as we've gone through the book of Revelation, we like to come in and say, okay, here's what this little symbol means, and let me figure this out, and here's the secret code, mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. And that's not the point of the book mm-hmm. of Revelation. Um, the book of Revelation is a part of God's Word to yeah. us. And as God's Word, we need to trust it. Mm-hmm. And when God says, you don't need to know about that right now, we need to be okay with God saying, you don't need to know about that right now. Um, because we trust in Him. And um, all of that kind of uh, comes to the point of that God's Word is what points us back to God. Mm-hmm. And so if we trust God's Word, we therefore trust in God. If we trust God, we trust His Word um, and take it literally and take it as as it is handed to us. Um, and so uh, just in the way of uh, kind of jumping back into the book of Revelation, I'm, I'm glad that we broke it where we did because this lets us kind of ease back in uh, chapter 10 because Chapter 11 and 12, it, it gets back into that sort of more bleak picture of, um, you know, that seventh trumpet being sounded and mm-hmm. then the beast is unleashed and all, all yeah. these things that, you know, these images and, and pictures and stuff that we'll see. Um, but I think it's um, I think it's a great reminder, a great point to say, OK, eight and nine, that was difficult to read yeah. through. After chapter 10, it's going to get difficult again. But just remember, you can trust what I'm saying here. Yeah. Uh, is, and, I, and I'm so appreciative that God gives us that little momentary picture of, hey, <clears throat> just a reminder, there's no like crazy, secret, special knowledge here. Just trust what I'm telling you is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and two, you know, towards the end of, of chapter 10 here, John eats that scroll and the angel tells him, hey, listen, you're going to have to go tell people again. And he's reminding him, hey, listen, what you're about to write down, it's not going to be easy. Uh, and it's a good reminder for us because I think that sometimes we, uh, as Christians, uh, we are a little timid to share the truth of Scripture with people because it's going to step on somebody's toes. Um, and this, I think, this chapter reminds us that, um, like like we said yesterday, that it, God's Word must be followed, mm-hmm. that it's our guide and it must be followed. And that means even when it's difficult, it must be followed. Um, and so, you know, John says it, it made his it made his stomach bitter uh, to have to it was it was sweet on his tongue, but it made his stomach bitter. That we love God's word, we trust in God's word, and there are times when, as you're preaching through God's word or as you're reading through God's word, where you're like, "Dang, I don't like that." Yeah, that's tough. Or, man, my life doesn't line up with what I just read there, and that is God in His grace saying, "Hey, I love you enough." To help you correct your path here, mm-hmm. um, and so that's, I think that's a that's a good way for us to kind of be reminded that God's word is here to be our guide, mm-hmm. that it has authority in our lives, that we can trust it. Uh, but there's times where there's going to be some grading, and when grading happens, it's not always fun. Yeah, uh, but it's still our guide, and we still follow after it, even when it's difficult. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, several things. Number one, I I think we discredit that. Like Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine says mm-hmm. that the the secret things of the Lord are hidden in secret on purpose, right? Yeah, like, for a reason. <laughs> like there are things we just don't know about God, and we may never. You know, some are like, "Well, we'll know when we're in heaven." I don't. Maybe will we? not. I don't know. Yeah, will we not. even care? Right. And I think that the reputation of God stands strong. Yeah, that we can trust Him. Right. He is when we place our trust in Him, we're living according to His ways. 
He's faithful. We're tr- we, he's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. We we don't have to worry about his reputation. We know he's going to be solid and sure. Yeah. And I think you you hinted at that with with with, with uh, looking at Revelation chapter ten. Yeah. You know, you said something that's so important, and that is that we are meant to take these words with us. Right. And that's you know a great transition to you know our emphasis on missions this yeah. month is that that's all of our jobs. To carry right. that message wherever we go, we're all on mission. Mm-hmm. We all have a, a responsibility to carry the gospel. That's right to to people so that their lives can change. Mm-hmm. And as we see the bleakness of Revelation, it should make us even more hungry yeah. to help people to avoid that, to right. find refuge in Christ, and to find rescue from their sin, and not to end up living in sin and, and reaping the consequences right. that we see happening in the Book of Revelation. Yeah. Well, and I think it's important <clears throat> to remember that. There was somebody who carried the word to us. Yeah. Like we it may have been when you were a child or it could have been just last week, but there was somebody who was faithful to take God's word and carry it to you. And it's did it did its work Absolutely. in our lives. Absolutely. And yeah. The word of God is powerful to do that in other people's lives too. So we should yeah. carry it in the confidence that Jesus's reputation is true, sure, and he's faithful mm-hmm. to do what he said he would do and that when his word goes out, it will not come back That's right. empty. It will not come back void. It yeah. will accomplish what it went out to do. Yeah. So, and that's for all of us to do, which helps us transition really well uh, to an interview. We have another interview today mm-hmm. with Dan Hyde. Dan Hyde will be the new Northwest Georgia AMS, that means Association Mission Strategist. Yeah. Um, at the end of the year, and this has already been voted on, it's going to happen. It's just uh, hasn't happened yet. Yeah, transition process. There's yeah. a transition. But at the end of the year, beginning of next year, Dan Hyde, who has been the uh, AMS for Catoosa County, uh, now will be the the AMS for Northwest Georgia and Catoosa. We've combined, went from like 40-something churches to 77 total Mm -hmm. uh, and and have a great opportunity to work. So we wanted you to get to meet Dan and hear his heart and hear his vision and and get to know him. Neat guy, been able to have lunch with him and go to a meeting get to know him a little bit. And so I'm, I'm super excited for folks to listen to this interview uh, with Dan. So check that out, and we'll be back at the end of that that uh, interview. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, as we said, I am here with Dan Hyde, who is the associational mission strategist of what will become the Northwest Georgia Baptist Association. Uh, and so, Dan, thank you for being here. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, just take a moment and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and about uh, the ministry that you are um, poised to begin with, some stuff that you're already doing, but uh, but that's about to expand a little bit. So, so help us get to know Dan Hyde a little bit. All right. Uh, I was saved at age seven mm-hmm. in Orange Park, Florida. We moved quite a bit. We landed in Marietta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in high school, really was in a good church there. Began to grow in the Lord. Yeah. Uh, went to the University of Georgia, where uh, just the Lord began calling me in my senior year. Uh, I was a Jonah. Hmm. I tried my best to run, but yeah. he stayed after me and. Uh, met my wife there. Once we got married, we went to seminary down in New Orleans. Okay. And uh, then we went to, was a youth minister for two and a half years, and then became a pastor, pastored for eight years up there, then came to Armertree, Georgia, pastored for almost 20 there. Okay. And so uh, after that, we came to the Catoosa Baptist Association, uh, 
just under two years ago. Okay. And so it'll be two years. And then the future is we have voted to merge the two associations, Catoosa mm-hmm. and Northwest Georgia, and that will officially take place January the 1st. Yeah. And uh, so Eddie will retire, and then I'll take his position. Yeah, that's exciting. So um, tell us about maybe a little bit about the thought process of, of that merge um, to what, what is going to be what's going to be the benefit of that, I guess. Uh, lots of benefits. One obvious benefit is financially. Right now, both associations, uh, the majority of the, the money that comes in is used for salaries. Yeah. And so at this point being able to do this is going to free money for us to be able to do some ministry type things that yeah. that we'd really like to do. So that's going to be a biggie. I think the other is is obviously you get more people together, you yeah. have more resources, you have more ideas. Uh, we're hoping for more creativity, um, those kinds of things. Uh, and then just the number of people that can be involved and serve and work and do and and so uh, it, it's going to be a challenge. Sure, <laughs> it's yeah. a large area with a lot of churches. Yeah. But at the same time, the exciting part is we're bringing together more people. Yeah. To accomplish kingdom work, and I Absolutely. think that's going to be a good thing. Yeah, that's great. So maybe help. Um, there's some people who may be listening that don't even know what an association does. So maybe could you just describe why, sure. what what is the purpose of there being a, a, an association of Baptist churches? What's, sure. what's the purpose of that? Well, I'll go back uh, really in my past as a young pastor. We used to have a, a gathering of pastors and I would listen to them tell stories. Mm. Of course, I'm young. I'm, I'm just enjoying <laughs> life at that point. But I'm listening to some of these stories these guys tell, and I, I was just thinking, man, these guys are hurting. Yeah. They're, they're really being, uh, being battered out there. Mm. And, and we had a man that came back then. That job was called the director of missions, yeah. DOM. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Mike Pennington came, and he had come directly off the mission field from, I believe, Venezuela. And I just watched how he did things and how he served the pastors and the churches and and. 25 or so years ago, I thought, I want to do what he's doing mm, someday. Yeah. The Lord just put that in my heart. Yeah. Uh, it was a long journey to get to here. Sure. Uh, but I'm getting to do what I felt like God called me to do all those years ago. So I'm I'm having a ball. Yeah. But, but to answer your question, uh, I believe the job is, number one, take care of pastors. Mm. Yeah. I mean, far and beyond anything else you do, your job is to take care of pastors. Yeah. Uh, our pastors, especially after COVID, uh, the numbers of burnout and re- early mm-hmm. retirement and all those things are, are, they're telling us 42 to 44 percent. Yeah, wow. Uh, and so there is a tremendous need for pastors to have a friend, somebody that's caring about them, watching over them. Yeah. So that's one, to me, one of the main things that I would do. Second thing is is that we serve the churches. Mm-hmm. Now that can take all kinds of forms. Uh, I have right now. I'm working with one that their pastor retired, mm-hmm. and we're helping them through that transition process. We've helped churches by training their uh, pastor search committees, yeah. getting them ready. Uh, we've had an opportunity. We had a small church that. Uh, does an outreach on Thursday nights, mm-hmm. and they use a stove to cook meals, and their stove went out. Oh, wow. And uh, and because of some things that have happened in the church, they just didn't have money 
to do anything, and it was going to be several weeks before they could afford to do that. Yeah. Well, we were able to step in and say, hey, let us let us pay for that for you. Yeah. And just keep them. They never missed a beat. They were yeah. just able to keep going. So we're going to serve the churches any way that we can, provide trainings, just anything that we can do to serve them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, I preached for a gentleman that that they've had some trauma in their church and mm-hmm. I think it was just a way of not only taking care of him but trying to serve the church to, yeah. to let them know how hey, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Uh and then and then the last part of the job as I see it is getting the gospel spread to Catoosa, Walker and Dade counties. Yeah. Uh We've got to help the churches be effective in doing that job. Mm-hmm. Uh in the, in years past uh, a lot of times the, the association would put on a big event and it would tell all the churches, y'all come and serve. Sure, yeah. Uh, that's changing. Mm-hmm. And and really my goal is that I'm going to be in the background and we're making you guys great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people know First Baptist of Fayette. Yeah. And, and when they think about, you know, something about God and I need God, they're not going to come join the association. We're not going to baptize them. They're not going to become yeah. a member. We're not going to disciple them. But they will in a local church. Yeah. So we want to make the local churches those those strong points of gospel presentation to where people are responding there. And they're mm-hmm. connecting with a church family there so that they can be discipled, baptized, and grow in their faith. Yeah. And then turn around and become part of that serving army yeah out of that local church yeah that's great so that's 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 kind of what we see as the job yeah no that's that's fantastic i i think it's a great illustration and it serves as a great um a great kind of bridge to this question so it's obvious that um you have a heart for for ministry and it's obvious that you have a heart for the gospel and so um in your position that it's going to take um it takes a lot of drive to be the person who's kind of directing all that for this large area so what would you say what is it that drives your heart for missions that that makes you get up in the morning and say i'm ready to go do this lord what is it that drives that well a couple things Uh, i heard somebody say years ago if you walk with god you'll have his heart Mm, and and so i think the main thing is is keeping a close relationship with the lord yeah uh, because the closer you walk with him, the more you see as he sees. Uh, you know, look at Jesus in the Gospels. What did he? How did he treat people? What mm. did he do? You see his love and his heart for the lost to yeah. bring them in. And so I think if you're walking closely with God, that's going to be a motivator. Uh, and I think the other thing I, I mentioned earlier, you know, I, I believe the Lord laid this on my heart years yeah. ago. And I literally, I know this sounds crazy, but I wake up every morning and I smile and I say, thank you, Lord, that I'm getting to do what I do. Yeah, I'm having the time of my life. I, I love what I do. And thank you for letting me do it. Yeah, that's that's great. I I um I can identify with that because I I know the same thing. It, it was I was 15 years old when God laid on my heart, Jason. This is what I want you to do, uh, as as far as ministry is concerned. And and it is, it, it's it's a hard thing to describe of mm-hmm. that that feeling of man, I am I am doing what I was created to do. God ma- God made me for yes. this, and yes. and yeah, it's it's a weird thing to describe, but it is that is the thing that just keeps you going, even yes. on. Days because there, there's days when ministry is just really hard. Yes, it is. It's really hard. And on those days, that's when you can lean back and say, well, this was hard, but th- this is what God made me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, right. yeah, that's that's a, that's a great point. So. That's right. 
So what would you say, Dan, um, if somebody says, well, you know, God's not really called me to missions, talking about calling. What, what would you say to the person who says, well, God's not called me to missions. Maybe he's called me to something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my answer would be, and, and it's where we turn for all of our answers. And, mm-hmm. and so I would just turn and take people to Scripture. By all means, yeah. Uh, and, and I went ahead and... And marked a few. Like a good uh, pastor. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Uh-huh. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father mm-hmm. and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't given to just 12 disciples on a hillside. It was given to all of us. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, then you mark sixteen fifteen, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty clear, pretty simple. What yeah. we're supposed to be <laughs> yeah, about. There's not a whole lot of wondering what he's uh, saying there. Yeah. Luke twenty four forty six and forty seven. He says, then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, mm-hmm. and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Uh, one of the problems we have is we tend to think preaching is what takes place on Sunday morning right. behind a pulpit, but that word really there means proclaiming. Yeah. That can take place in a gas station, a grocery store, a ball field. It can go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And so what's he telling us? That we are to be preaching this. We're sharing this message of repentance mm-hmm. and remission of sins. And then uh, John uh, chapter 20, verse 21 So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Mm. Well, how did the Father send him? He sent him to seek and to save that which was lost. Yeah, that's right. So we're sent just like him to seek and to save that which was lost. Yeah. Uh, And and we could go on and on. My last one's Proverbs 11.30, where it says, He who wins souls is wise. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And so, you know, it's all throughout Scripture. It's Old Testament. It's New testament uh it is our calling and yeah. it is to all of us that we are to be about winning the lost and, yeah. and doing doing missions uh and we talked earlier before we came on but yeah. but missions is not just going on a mission trip That's to right. africa or yeah. moldova places where i've been before missions is walking across the street yep. uh, just a quick example I'm a member of the Sip and Save at Circle mm-hmm. K. Okay. <laughs> well, I go to the same one almost every day. Yeah. And I've gotten to know some ladies that work there. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason that I go there, and there's a reason that I go to the same one, because my goal is to te- tell those ladies about Jesus. Yeah. And and so even in my everyday activity, there's mission to be done yeah absolutely and, uh, and so y'all pray for these ladies that they'll come to know christ yeah definitely yeah that's i, I appreciate those those uh those verses we you know one of the things that we do here at at first is um when we leave from our uh worship services on sunday mornings we don't say you're dismissed we say you're sent yes. um, out into the world because it's and while it's yes it isn't it is a way to signify we're done here you know mm-hmm. but um, the, it's a really important differentiation to make that we're not just leaving because we're yes, done here. Right. We're leaving because we are sent by God out into a mission field that we go into, that yes. we live in, yes. not just a place that we go. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a that's a great point. Um, so um, with all of these things that you've shared here, what what are some ways that people who are listening? Um, 
could get involved with the work that's happening at the Northwest Baptist Association? What are some ways that we could get involved? Uh, and that's a hard question, honestly, because right now, uh, with the transition taking place and the yeah. merger going on, uh, my first months, really the first year, is going to be spent just trying to get to know the pastors and sure. the churches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's where we're going to be investing the majority of our time. But I, mm-hmm. but I would say, uh, as, as people, you know, as you hear about things that come, yeah. uh, maybe it's a training, maybe it's a, an event that's being held, um, and, and you hear of those things, be involved, just, mm-hmm. just, just come. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to be an expert in everything. At Catusa, we've done a backpack school supply yeah. giveaway. Mm-hmm. And the way we set it up, we have some people that will sit at a table and they welcome the new the people as they come and they share the gospel with them. Yeah. And then as they move through, you got some people that are just being friendly and handing out school supplies yeah. and, and representing the Lord that way in their church. So there's a place for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, not everybody's bold, and not everybody wants to, you know, <laughs> sure. wants to be face to face that way. But but we'll find ways to do that. And again, uh, right now, you know, probably the best way that you could serve your association uh, in the immediate future is serve your pastors, mm. serve your church, be a witness. Uh, and as you build your church and as you build uh, God's kingdom in this area, mm-hmm. then, you know, there's an old saying, when the when the water level and the harbor rises, mm-hmm. all the ships rise. Yeah, that's right. And, and so as we all work together to, to make that happen, yeah. um, to be able to give specifics, that's kind of hard to do right now. Sure. Just, just dreams. Uh, I'd love for us to be involved in disaster relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, after Hurricane Katrina went down, and I just saw firsthand how effective that ministry is. Yeah. People have lost everything. They're devastated. Right. Uh, they just need some <clears throat> loving arms around them. They need some practical help in terms of food and and shelter and and things like that. And so when you can go and literally be the hands and feet of Jesus, uh, it opens a door for you then to share the gospel with people Mm -hmm. that maybe you wouldn't get in some other situation. So those are some dreams we have. Um, We're hoping to do some trainings, evangelistic trainings and, and things like that, that that maybe, you know, and I don't know about your church, but maybe a smaller church may not be able to do that. Sure. And so we can provide that uh, for a lot of people in yeah. one place. Yeah. Uh, but those are things that that will come in time. Right. So we ask you, <laughs> really and truly, just be patient with us. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we're coming, yeah. but it's going to take us a little bit of time. Yeah, absolutely. So. I understand that. We we are big, big proponents and big, uh, you know, uh, a part of the, the association and so we're we're thankful for you we're thankful for the association and the resources that you guys provide and so um, we'll definitely be getting those opportunities out to people who are listening to yes. to yes. Uh, to help in the in the days ahead and and know that we're, we're praying for you we're Thank praying you. we're praying for you we're praying for uh, the association in general because um, you know when we're all focused in the same direction f- towards the same goal yes. of sharing the gospel with this area of Georgia um, we're, we're better together than we are 
part. Amen. So, um, so yeah, we're we're yes. excited to be a part of that. Yes. So, well, thank Dan, you. thank you so much for being here today on the podcast, and um, we look forward to hearing how God's going to move and work in the days ahead. Amen. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Thank thanks. you. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Well, we're so thankful Dan was willing to share with us today. And uh, if you have any questions about this new transition or anything with us uh, combining and merging with Catoosa County and becoming Northwest Georgia together, uh, let us know. We yeah. uh, would love to share any of that. We can point you to Dan as well if you have any questions. Uh, but this, we want to turn it back over to you. Like, how has the Word of God changed your life? Mm. How has the Word of God, have, how, is, how have you seen it when you've taken it into the highways and byways of your life? How have you seen it not return empty? Share with us. We'd love to know that. You can email us at the path at lafayettefirst.life. But until next time, as we join on the path together, I'm Derek. And I'm Jason. And we'll see you next time as we journey down the path. Mm-hmm.